This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell You. Blank expression and the way I feel. Sing it. Oh crap! Sing you're it. like recording, and I know you're recording. Sing it. And I... Make me make me believe it. Make well, me that you make me believe that you couldn't get that answer. <laughs> well, everybody, <laughs> uh, a little puff daddy with Keisha Cole. Actually, that was Diddy. That was in the iteration that he was Diddy. Cuidado, um, then they cancel us. I know, right? Um, well, everybody, welcome to episode 278 of Pero Let Me Tell You. I got that, didn't I? No, you didn't, because it's 280. Oh, crap. <laughs> I tried. I was close. I was That's what I was checking number. literally right now. I was like, it's 280. I was in an even number. Yes, so, yes, you were. Remember when I sort of wanted to be Puff Daddy? <laughs> well, that not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. He's uh, in a He's bit of trouble right per- now. Persona non grata right now. But, right? Um, man, that album of his, No Way Out, Puff Daddy and the Family, No Way Out. It's all about the Benjamins. What? <laughs> that song is awesome. That is a great song. But Both I, original and remix rock version. I just think it's interesting. Like I like I like Sean. Mm-hmm. I like Sean again, and all, all everything now happening notwithstanding. I'm saying I like Sean in terms of like historically or whatever, right? But he's not like it's. He is the epitome of somebody who's getting by on charisma. You mean his songs? It was right. a lot of things combined. It was the magic sauce, you know, charisma. Because he's not a great rapper he's or not singer. Charisma, charisma. The songs were good. Right. He was a hot producer at the time. He had Mace. Um, the songs were catchy. They had great samples. Um, right, but that's what I mean. Like he's he's an example of somebody who's just like, look, I know how I I I, I know the formula, and we're gonna bottle it. I mean, yeah, but I think it was also you know? the time. You know, everything aligned in his favor. Mira, yeah, yeah, definitely secret sauce. But. Mira, but you know who who didn't have that that success as a as a rapper, right? Was uh, Jermaine Dupri, JD, because Jermaine Dupri right. had life in 1492. No, no, whatever. I forgot. With Columbus, and that he had that song with Jay Z of all people, yeah, in a Ferrari, Jaguar, switching four lanes, top down, screaming out, "Money ain't a thing." That song was bad. That song was so good, but nobody cared about Jermaine Dupri. Nobody cared about Jermaine Dupri. I mean, he's a, he's a great producer. I mean, I, I and like, he still is uh, really relevant as a producer. What's the song that he has with Mariah? Uh, Sweet. Sweetheart. Uh, I like that song. That song is great. That is like one of Mariah's best songs but that even nobody that, knows. We didn't do anything for her. Him nope. And that song yeah. was released at like the height of her right, popularity. Right, that's what I'm saying. Um, and it was released both on her record label and his. Yeah. And it, it's not one of her better known songs. No. I mean, it was like her version of Radar. Oh, boy, haven't you noticed the the gleam in my eye? eye. Because of you, I'm I'm a little hypnotized. hypnotized. Okay, okay, okay. Enough. Yeah, this week is just sing along. That's all. It's just going to be a singing along. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) You you know, listeners, you know what we should do? We should do like a karaoke party. We should. We should do do it at La Sala. You and I have very different karaoke. I do karaoke. I love karaoke. But we have very different experiences. Very different styles. I like to interpret. You like to perform. Well, yes. (laughs) God knows I can't sing, so I got to do something on stage. (laughs) <laughs> right, but you're 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 all about the performance. You shut the house down. That's true. That's true. I'm I, like, I, you know, it's really funny. There was a point there yeah. where I would do a lot of Kenny Chesney. Really? Yeah, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. 
And I don't even listen to Kenny Chesney. I was going to say, you're not. I don't listen to country music. Yeah. But that's a good karaoke song. You got to know your audience. This is true. This is true. I remember one time we were on a carnival cruise and the karaoke was filled with like Americanos. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to come out here and sing, you know, what my go-to, which is Usher. Right? I'm right, not going to sing right. Usher to an all-white Americano crowd. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. do some Kenny Chesney. But see, that's why my go-to is Proud Mary. Right. Everybody loves Proud Mary. Exactly. It doesn't matter what the crowd is. Although last time we did karaoke on the cruise last year, you did Proud Mary and I did The Weekend. Yes. I can feel my... You know what's so funny? That I guess this happens to all the greats. <laughs> all when, the karaoke greats? When, when I get up there, I'm like, oh my God, what are the lyrics to the song? <laughs> I blank out. Oh yeah. And I could not have sung Proud Mary more in my life if I tried. I blank out. You're the best of Blank. <laughs> Both beaten up. I remember when I asked the lady of the karaoke song, uh, the karaoke bar at the, at the cruise that we were at last year. I'm like, so do you have songs from the week? And she's like, yes, we have a lot. And then I looked at the catalog. I'm like, Two. you have one song. Like one. I mean, one is better than none. But That's true. Maybe she thought you were asking about that song working for the weekend. No, no. <laughs> and it's funny because my, my go-to karaoke song, I have two of Usher. It's... Uh, um, I well, actually I have three of okay. Usher. It's uh, you remind me of a girl oh, that I once knew. It's there's mm-hmm, that one, mm-hmm, and then there's mm-hmm. my way, my way. Hey. You can satisfy her needs. She keeps running back to see me doing it my way. And then of course, yeah. this episode's costing us money, ladies and gentlemen. The best one. It's seven o'clock on the dot. Yes. I'm in my drop top. Cruising the streets. Cruising the streets. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's I do. Move on. I, I, karaoke. I mean, I, our I, listeners are probably yeah, can they shut they're up? Like, shut up. It's been five minutes of you people singing. Yeah. yeah. So actually, so I wanted to bring something up. So I know you're going to be in Disney when people oui. are listening to this, um, or when this drops. You're going to be. So I just have one favor to ask of you. Mm-hmm. Please don't be like the guy at Disneyland. That got off and it's a small world. Yeah, because I feel like if have there, you people seen that? If there was a viral. ride, if there was a ride that you were gonna get off on, I think you'd get off on and small. And do you know world. what part I would get off in? Let's see how well you know me. Something tells me it would be the Dutch part. No. No. Hello, what part would it be in? What do I love? Okay, I haven't I haven't ridden that ride in a it's while. It's the whole section. It's there's a whole there's a whole entire room of it. India? Okay. No. Well, I do love me some India. No. The Polynesian part. Oh, damn it. Yes, you and the tiki. That's right. (laughs) Because I always forget that you like tiki things as much as you do. I do. Because I've known you forever, and that's so not a thing I associate with you. All I want is a tiki room. I want a tiki room to be like a man cave. And it's like, I want to be like, welcome to my tiki room, guys. Yeah. Like, look at all this cool tiki stuff. All the tiki stuff. Do you go to the Enchanted Tiki Room? Or is that That's closed. No? No. It's still open. That is like the greatest thing in the Magic Kingdom. The Enchanted Tiki Room. Okay. I am looking forward to going to the Enchanted Tiki Room. So, and I'll be like, little boy. <laughs> I could just imagine Tristan. Eh, but I'm like, I don't care. Deal with it. You're going to deal with it. Although You're going to listen to the talking parrots. I am. I am. You know, you did just say that's your favorite thing. And, I, and I'm going to call up the Carousel of Progress and tell it that you well, said that. Well, the Carousel of Progress is. See, the thing is, me with Disney, I like the classic Disney. I like the pre-IP. Yes, right. <laughs> Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the classic yeah. Disney. Except. That Swiss family Robin tree. The, the tree house? That thing is dumb. I mean, it's fun in, in so far as like if you're if you're one of these kids who just likes to like um like fun houses. That's the that's the Disney equivalent of a fun house. 
That's not a fun house. I said it's the Disney equivalent. You of gotta a fun climb house. something to like then be. I, I, I don't even. Yeah, know. it's like a fun house. Like when you go like to the fun houses at the fair, that you have to climb up the stairs and you go through the thing, and then it's like it's the Disney equivalent of a fun house. I mean, the last time I went on, I was like thirty nine, and I was like, "Why am I on this?" Okay, well, I think that's maybe some of the luster has been lost at thirty nine. No, but I didn't even like it at nineteen or nine. I was gonna say maybe we go a little younger than. <laughs> Because I remember we went on it, like a whole group of us, when we were in our 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ¿Qué mierda esta? So at this point, when you go... You know what I've never been on? I've never been on, and I've been to Disney. I actually was counting it the other day. I think I've been to Disney over 30 times. Good Lord, that's all, yeah. I mean, no, I know, half but of those times no, were with you. No, I know, but when you say it out loud and as a number, like um, it hits you how many times that is. I've never been to Tom Sawyer Island. Okay, is that a thing that we can still go to, or is that closed? I don't know. Maybe it was post-pandemic. You can't go to Tom Sawyer Island. You know, I've never been to Tom Sawyer Island either. Yeah. A few years ago, when I mean a few years ago, I mean in the early 2000s, (laughs) I remember I was like, you know what I've never done at Disney? I always ride the train, but I always ride the train for like a minute. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do on this trip? I'm going to go around the park in the train for like three or four times, and I did. And? It's great. Oh, okay. I'm like, like, was it? And you know what's the greatest thing ever? greatest thing so listeners for those of you who are disney fans come along come along this ride with <laughs> join us. us on the metro join rail. us on this you on know the metro rail. you know it's great when you've had a long day at the magic kingdom and the sun is starting to go down you go on the people mover in tomorrowland oh yeah it's so freaking refreshing yeah especially when it's about to go into space mountain that you get it's the space so mountain cold air there. conditioner oh my god it's like that is worth the admission to that's the worth the price kingdom. of admission yeah but you know what's funny that's one of those things that like you like it and you think you're the only one that likes it, but it's actually a thing. You say it out loud. Yeah. Right. A lot yeah. of people are into the the people mover at um A lot of people are into the people mover. Yeah. Do you know what I've never done at the Magic Kingdom? And what, I have no what, intention aside, of it. Aside from Tom Sawyer Island. Uh, right. I've never gone I th- actually let me take that back. I actually did go on it when I was like two years old. <laughs> because I have a picture of me okay, like, pero that doesn't a count. toddler and I was there. I've never done the racing cars. I think I did it when I was like maybe like six or seven. You know, you know like I that. like all that racing. Yeah, shit. but yeah, I think I've done but it like, like once. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on a track; it's not doing anything. And then there's the teacups. Oh, the teacups! I mean, put me on a roller coaster mm-hmm. ten times in a row, but don't put me on the teacups. Oye, eso de marea. <laughs> yeah, no wonder Alice and was I, so cranky. I always want to be that person. That's like, don't turn, don't. But then you know that defeats the purpose. I know, I know. So wait, so when you go now, there's going to be a lot of new rides though. Tron. Uh, yeah, but who knows when? Um, is the Princess and the Frog open now? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay, I thought it was no. okay. uh, old Splash Mountain. But you know that Splash Mountain? I've never been a huge Splash Mountain fan. Tanta cola, and then you barely get wet. That's true. For something called Splash Mountain, there was hardly a you splash. Get, you get <laughs> Sprinkle Mountain. Un ting. Drizzle Mountain. Drizzle Mountain. Un ting. Un ting. But you know what I am looking forward to? What? I think you could figure out the like the attractions that I, I I'm all for. Okay, let me see. Okay, I'm trying to think of what what's still there, what's changed, what's not. So okay, Carousel of Progress. Yes, for sure. Um, Space Mountain, maybe. Yes. Okay. Um, it's been so long that I don't even know if this is still there. But is the Stitch thing still there? No. Oh, okay. Um, you call it the Stitch thing, and the Stitch is one of my favorite characters. 
I still think of it as, as an alien, alien encounter. encounter. That thing was terrifying. The first that time, grad okay, night? okay. So, listeners, oh. listeners, again, take take a ride with me. Yes, journey for, back in for time. For those of you who are of a certain age, went to the Magic Kingdom in the nineties. Mm-hmm. In the late nineties, I think it was like ninety six, ninety seven. They opened up in Tomorrowland, yeah, a, an attraction called Alien Encounter, which the whole thing of the of the the whole storyline of the attraction right. was that you were in like a spaceship and you had. Found or captured this like yeah you were really, at a, you were at a lab really mean yeah. alien and then of course some hijinks go on and there's a moment where the alien escapes. escapes. I the first time I went on that ride I was sure I was gonna get eaten by the alien. Was your first time at Grad Night also? Because that was my first time. No. Oh okay. It was before that. Okay. I was sure I was gonna get eaten by the alien and I'm like yeah this is where I met my aunt at the Magic Kingdom eaten by an alien when that thing remember that the chair had a thing that it would breathe in your back and it would like go up and down yeah I was sure I was sure I'm like yeah this alien not only is this alien real but this alien is gonna eat me it's gonna massacre everyone in this yeah. room <laughs> and then when that you know that that ride had a short lifespan like what three years maybe I don't know about three years but it, it was less than ten it's funny because it doesn't seem like a Disney ride if, if you look maybe at it people got too scared of that's it. the thing because nothing at Disney is really scary in the, in that way right mm-hmm. and so it just seems kind of off-brand yeah. at the time especially they just didn't they need to figure out what they were gonna do with the mission to Mars space because that's yeah. what it was before yeah pretty much that's like I used to love I mean this is going way back in Tomorrowland the dream flight Sponsored by Delta Airlines. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that in that forever. It would be like you were going on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. That shit was so relaxing. And, um, well, no, back to the what yeah. I love. I love the Hall of the, Presidents. I, I was, you, you cut me off. I was going to say the Hall of Presidents. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's a great place for a nap. There's a little moment right now that I'll be kind of like, oh, next. Well, but, you know, it is the totality of it, you know. But, I mean, I guess currently, currently that, that president's role has shrunk. Right, but you know, but anyway, the, whatever the you can about Grover Cleveland, <laughs> the twenty first and twenty third president of the United States. Yeah, and I know you don't like him, <laughs> Millard Fillmore. Yeah, I don't see you being all on a Twitter about that. I love. I, I've I've said this before. We're deviating a little bit from the Magic Kingdom here. For those of you out there who are like history buffs and you care about like the presidential history, I love presidential history. I love to read about the bad presidents. Like well, yeah, that's the fun Millard ones. Fillmore, Franklin Pierce. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that was the president, Franklin Pierce. Yeah, mm-hmm. Benjamin Harrison, the worst president ever. Um, well. That's subjective right now, but historically speaking, it, not including more recent president is uh, Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. Yes, the teapot scandal really did number on him, and that happened after he died. He died of a heart attack in office. Is he the one who put the spell on Mrs. Potts? No. So the teapot scandal was a real estate um, issue that happened in Ohio, mm. and it, it, they uncovered it. They uncovered the teapot after the uh, after he died. And it was, like, super corrupt. Like, the corruption was, like, insane. But he was dead, so he, yeah, he, he didn't but, have to but answer. It right, was right. so big that he's considered the worst president, like, ever. Even posthumously. He, oh, no, this was, because he was actually very popular when he was alive. Oh. Yeah, Warren G. Harding. So it wasn't until after his death that... Yes, yes. Mira Baya. Yeah. But I, Rutherford B. Hayes... That I, I know that's a president I because love, I know that's I love, a president. I love showing pictures of people like, <laughs> look at this man, look at this man, and people are like, he can't so viejo, and I'm like, those are presidents of the United States of America. Like, 
I mean, in all fairness, some of them had probably very inconsequential presidencies. And that's, James Polk. That's why you don't really know some of them. Well, it depends. I mean... No, but I'm saying, you know, in the grand totality of Well, of but think, think about the fact that we've had 46 presidents. Right. And the country has been around for 247 years. And think about, most people could probably name five out of 45. 46. That's it? Really? How you many so? presidents do you think people can name? No, I just never stopped to think about it. People that, don't even know thing. that Canada is in North America. You think that people are going to name you, you the average person, more than five presidents? I don't know. I like to think that you can go back like maybe 10. Go back 10 presidents. Okay. Starting starting today? Okay. Yes. Okay. Go back. Biden. Okay. Trump. Okay. Obama. Bush. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Clinton. Uh-huh. Bush. Uh-huh. Reagan. Uh-huh. Carter. Uh-huh. Ford. Uh-huh. Nixon. Uh-huh. Kennedy. No. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not going in order. I'm just, I'm just. You were in order up to now. Oh, okay. Well, I was, okay. I wasn't going in order. I'm just naming who's between, ten presidents. Who's between? Who's between? Nixon and Kennedy. Is it Ford? No, it's um. Oh my God, they, he hated Kennedy. He hated Kennedy. Oh. He sort of became president because Kennedy no, he, was. Failed. No, I know it's by default, but and he hated him. He liked Ike. To go, Eisenhower. No, no. Um, <laughs> he liked to go swimming naked. Mm-hmm. He famously went skinny dipping in the White House swimming pool. Oh, I did not know this. Lyndon B. Johnson. Thank you. I know he he hated Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I but I actually got points for knowing that. Okay. Um, okay, then I named Eisenhower. I named a, a Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Um, Polk. Washington. Really? James Polk <laughs> is the one that you would name? Uh, Washington. Lincoln. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Good. You're doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So other than George Herbert Bush and George Walker Bush... Name me two other father and sons who were presidents. Oh, I have no clue. John Adams and John Quincy Adams. You know, that's one of those that seems so obvious that it's almost, it seems like it's a joke. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. You know, like the way that it's like, if you don't know, but then when you're told that like Jenny McCarthy is cousins with Melissa McCarthy, it's like, well, like, duh. Who was the president (laughs) after Lincoln, after Kennedy? After (laughs) Lincoln, Lincoln. Oh, I have no clue. Andrew Johnson. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm, I didn't say I knew all of them. I said I could name ten. You know, Ulysses S. Grant. Grant. That's right, because he's buried in Grant's tomb. Yeah. <laughs> you you did better than I thought. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. I don't think it's a matter of being an idiot. I just think it's a matter that a lot of people just don't know this stuff. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, again, it's just one of those things where it's like I think by virtue of just who was president in 1926. Oh, I can't because I don't know Calvin by, Coolidge. I don't know it by like years, unless yeah. it happened like more or less when I was around. Yeah, I. I the, the you, thing you is, know me in time. Is well, not the good. thing is that you know I used to Google before Google was a thing. I grew up what I grew up reading the World Book Encyclopedia. Like that's literally what I did. I would read the encyclopedia. So I gained a lot of knowledge as a kid. And I remember that the presidents under P um, had like a spread yeah, of all the presidents. And, and they had the little portraits. Yes. Yeah. And I learned them. That's why I knew like flags. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's yeah. why I'm really good at flags. Because you you would see the spread. Yes. So that's why a couple of weeks ago when I was like, you don't know the flag of uh, Lebanon? <laughs> I sometimes forget and Lebanon's Lebanon there. is not even one of the hardest ones. It says you. <laughs> no, Lebanon is one. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> says you. Like <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. Flags are hard, and some flags kind of look like other flags, but they're not because they're inverted with the colors. Like the Colombian and Venezuelan Or like the Cuban and the Puerto Rican. Yep. You know, let's face it. We know that because we're Cuban. (laughs) Yeah. 
If not, we'd probably get it mixed up. Yeah, I give people a pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. You I know? give people a, fa- a pass. So, um, anyway, so uh, back to Disney. Um, I know that all, since I've been going to Disney World since I was like two years old, I've always wanted to eat at the Crystal Palace. I'm it hasn't not happened yet. I'm, no, and I'm, it's not going to happen. Do you know how much it costs to eat at the Crystal Palace? $62 per person. And what do you get? It's a buffet. But it's a oh, di- okay. Huh. That's why I'm on the rosa. <laughs> why the, go to the, a Disney buffet when you can you go, go to, to Ponderosa? Ponderosa? Does that still exist up there? I don't think so. But let me tell you something. When we were in college and we used to go to Disney oh, like every other weekend, man. there was this just... I remember we would be at the theme parks like... <laughs> You know, yeah, towards the end yeah, of yeah, the day, then I was, we'd okay, be at the theme yeah. parks and we're like, oh, yeah, save yourself because we're going to leave the theme also. park. We're going to go to the hotel and shower. And then we're going to go to La Ponderosa yes. where you're going to get your steak and uh, and a uh, potato. Your, uh, oh, the big potato. The big potato. Oh, yeah. oh, so good. Oh, I am having like flashback memories. It was memories. All terrible. I know, but it was good in how terrible it was. Yeah, yeah. It right? Was like, like, all terrible. It was just what, because again, you spent all day at the park, so you're starving mm-hmm. and then you just get to go and like have that baba and it was always so scalding hot. You get to go and have that baba. <laughs> like I remember that I got at La Ponderosa, like they always had a nacho station and they had that ladle that, with the yeah. nacho cheese that and nacho, God knows what that was. That nacho cheese looked like melted plastic. And there was always a bit of picadillo and the melted cheese. If you were lucky. And, you know... If, if yeah. you were lucky, it was just a bit. Yeah. Seriously. Long, long, long live, live La Ponderosa. La Ponderosa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I wanted to switch gears uh, for a minute. I kind of wanted to get... I, a little more serious, uh, as it were. Than La Ponderosa. Than La Ponderosa. So, why are we calling it La Ponderosa? I think we know why. I'm not sure why. My mom calls it La Ponderosa. La Ponderosa. Yeah. Well, I know that probably has to do with like Bonanza. You know that back, I mean, this was a while ago. You know there was La Ponderosa at Midway Mall. Really? Yeah. Well, it's Midway Mall again. Bring it back. Where Mattress Giant is. No, where Casalarios was. Oh, okay. Which I don't so know what it is so now. So it was separate from the yeah. mall. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Right. So, um, so the, I mean, it's serious-ish or seri- more serious than what we're talking about right now. So, um, so this past week, um, we all saw that, you know, uh, Kitara Revanche was asked to sashay away from Congress, i.e. George Santos. Oh, I was like, <laughs> who are you talking about? Like, <laughs> was that a drag queen reference? That Well, that was his drag name, oh. Kitara oh, Revanche yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I actually, I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's one of those, you know, he's only the sixth person to ever be expelled from Congress. Yes. And I'm kind of fascinated by... Buy it, number one, because from a historical perspective, it doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. The but, first Republican. But I'm I'm fascinated by it from the perspective of the fact that both sides were like, yeah, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out what was it exactly that... It was now? Well, what was it exactly about this instance, right? Because again, we've seen a whole bunch of other crazy bullshit going on, left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Across the board with everybody, and it always turns into this like... You know, oh, your side and that side and da, 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 da. But I feel like with George Santos, for some reason, it was like oddly unifying in in, well, because, in how people well, I, appro- yeah. approached it. Well, because I think that the problem with him was, you know, you have people in Congress now that are kind of wacky. Yeah, and, I mean, you've got majorly tragic gangrene. And, yeah. and um, you have people that just now want popularity and are going to say things to shock you. Right. And and they're terrible. And I think they should be out as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But the difference between this guy is that this guy made a mockery of his constituents. 
right? Because okay. everything about him was a lie. And and it wasn't even a so little So it wasn't bit, even just that he was being outrageous. It's like there was literally no, he wasn't who but, he well, said but, he was. But, right, right. Right, but it wasn't even that. It, what really sealed the deal for him now was that there was a House Ethics Committee report. Okay. Right. Um, so he went through this is why this happened now and not when he first got elected or when he was forced first sworn in. Okay. There was an actual due process. I mean, due process was served in this matter. Mm-hmm. So he was there was a house um, investigation committee in reference to this and there was a report that was um, released uh, a couple of weeks ago or last month mm-hmm. showing everything that he had done and, and now we're not even talking about um, whether he lied in his resume where he worked at mm-hmm. and what he did now it was like he spent campaign finances buying this he spent uh, campaign finances going on OnlyFans he spent campaign uh, he did he spent <laughs> campaign finances wow um, you know at different dinners and restaurants and stores and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like he went shopping, right? Right. So in addition to all the controversy that was around him, I mean, he made a total mockery of the system of um, his consti- constituents. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just of everything. And he had like very little remorse about it. So, you know, I, I, I mean, look, in this day and age in, in politics, you just never know. Because, That's what I mean. Because I, you know, there was a part of me that was like, people are not going to vote him out because, expel him because that's a seat that they're going to lose. There you go. Right. But in his particular case, I just think it was so egregious and so extreme that they did. I mean, I mean, there are people who voted not to get him out. I'm sure. I'm sure. But it, it, again, that just kind of goes back to what I'm saying, which is like, I'm sure he's not the first person to use campaign finances right, for, but this was extreme. For, for gray area things or what have you. Right. But it just it seemed to me like almost from the get both sides were just very much like, yeah, no, you got to go. Bro. Right. But but it because, again, it was very extreme because he everything about him was a lie, like everything. And, and we're not even talking about exaggeration. Because I think that at this point in time, we just accept exaggeration. Mm -hmm. We even accept half-truths at this point, right? right? It is what it is. But with his his particular case, it was like a complete fabrication. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it was the investigation of the of the committee. But in addition to his his constituents wanted him out. Like his, oh, they did. Okay, they okay, did. Okay, like okay. they would line up in front of his office, his local office, yeah. demanding that he resign. So you know, he had said um, a couple of months ago that he wasn't going to seek reelection. Right? Right, right. right. So I mean, he knew the writing was on the wall. It's just interesting to me, like that that whole scenario. And I'm sure somebody will write a book about it at some point. And how it got that far, mm-hmm. right? Because it almost seems like it's well, like there's a, a lot of things politically we could say how they got this, this is far. true. This is true, but but with in his case specifically, it was just like like you said, it wasn't even like a half truth type situation. Mm-hmm. It was just like blatant, 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 blatant. Mm-hmm. They'd call him on it, and he'd be like, ah, you know, or, or mm-hmm. like, and it would just keep going, and and yeah. and it just kept and, going. and again, even like, with I him, mean, but even with him, it's not like okay, well. He lied about all these things, but he ran a completely legit campaign. Right. Right. Where the accounting made sense, where the numbers added right. up were, okay, you know, his campaign was clean. Right, right, right. His finances were clean. The problem was that they weren't. Right. So in addition to all the controversy surrounding it. Right. All the things that they can't I mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying because there was a part of me too that I was like, wow. I was, I was kind of surprised <laughs> right. that... Congress actually did the right thing and expelled this guy. Right. And I'm just wondering, like, is he now the new benchmark of what it takes to, you know, no, I, again, it, it, because 
this, he, people are going to point to him now moving forward. If nothing else, he is the new benchmark you know, that we're going to use there's, as they get that yardstick. Part of me, there's a part of me that feels bad for him. Because you know that I'm, I always try, it's not even that I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I've never been one to kick somebody when they're down. Yeah, you're not a dog piler. I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And the thing with him is that, and, and, and I mean this in, not even in, in, in a way of you know him not being held accountable for what he did. He should be. And he was very rightfully expelled. I mean, he should have, he shouldn't have not even been sworn in. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. But... You know, the whole world is against him now. I, I really do believe that he either is a narcissist or he has some type. I mean, there's certainly a mental health aspect there. And again, you know, when people say somebody is going through something and there's a mental health aspect, people are always very quick to be like, well, that doesn't mean they shouldn't be held accountable. No, he should be held accountable. Right. Nobody is saying that he shouldn't. But there's a part of me that feels sort of bad for him. He knew what he was doing. He got himself into it. That's why it. it's hard for me to feel bad for him. But it's sort of like, shit, like, did you really have an understanding of what you were getting yourself into? Like, so I, I think that maybe he did it that, because I, how can somebody be so stupid? Right. He wasn't becoming an influencer. Yeah. He was running for a yeah. seating. You know what he probably thought? He probably thought, eh, yeah, this, all this is a lie. But, you know, there's some really weird ass shit going on in Congress. There's, you know, space lasers. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's Lauren Bobert. Yeah. You know, there's I'll, all I'll these. I'll right in. All, yeah. All yeah. this, like, weird stuff. It's like, oh, man, you know, me lying on my resume and all this yeah. stuff. Like, that's child's play compared to them people. But I don't know. They did kind of like la cogieron con él in a sense. No, la cogieron con él in, in, in a sense. La cogieron con él rightfully so. But I just believe. But to now, your point, there's how many other people aren't doing all these insane things? I just believe now it's like okay, he's out of Congress. He got expelled. He is. Uh, he is being. Oh, well, he was charged criminally. Oh, uh, okay, officially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he has like a bunch of legal matters pending. Just let law. Take deal with course. him and that's it we're done let's move on move know? on from and let him compete on the next season of rupaul's drag race all-stars i was probably thinking <laughs> dancing with the stars but dancing with the stars said that they have not reached out to him right and i think so actually you know what i'm glad you mentioned tom uh, dancing with the stars do you know that i read an interview a couple of weeks ago or some time ago recently about tom bergeron the former host yes, yes. of dancing with the stars forever, yeah did you hear the real reason why he left dancing with the stars i believe they asked him to leave yeah do you know why no because he said he he was very clear that he thought that politicians or anybody in the world of politics should not be on the show. And he did not like that Sean Spicer was on the show. Really? That's why they mm-hmm. didn't renew his and, contract? And he said that it wasn't political, that he didn't care what party Sean Spicer was, but having somebody that was... Polarizing you know, one way Polarizing, right. Yeah. And, and in the world of politics. Because there have been other politicians on the show. But he, he specifically was like, we should not have politicians on the show. And that sort of rubbed a lot of the producers the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I don't they, think he's wrong. Oh, I agree with him 100%. I don't think he's wrong. Because I think Dancing with the Stars is really one of the, the last shows on network television, especially, that is kind of just fun, lighthearted heartwarming you know there's you, you can tell like every time you watch it for the most part you can tell that all these people like each other they're all getting along and they're they're competing against each other but they're also rooting for each other like there, there's a there, there's a nice aspect to the show and right. i think any politician is automatically going to generate a polarization element to it right um i know i agree 100 percent. so 
Uh, no politicians from Dancing with the Stars. No politicians from Dancing with the Stars. You heard it here first. Yeah. Oye, mi gente. All right. It is my favorite time of year. It is Christmas time. And it only seems fitting, of course, for me to have back on the show Tony Castillo here on behalf of the Florida Dairy Farmers. Thank you for coming back, man. Thank you for having me on. Now, all right. It's Christmas. I love Christmas. Who doesn't love Christmas, right? But one of the beautiful things about Christmas is... We want to have a lot of like treats and we do a lot of baking and, and all that. But I also, you know, you, you always hear like, no, porque la Navidad, me tengo que aguantar la boca. Eh, you know, January is infamous for like, la dieta empieza claro. primero, right? <laughs> right? But what are some ways, I mean, how do we approach this, right? Because, you know, you don't want to deny yourself, but you also don't want to go crazy, right? You know, obviously you want to take care of yourself just because of the holidays. What are some tips that you've got for us? Absolutely. So, Number one, thank you as always for having me on. And <clears throat> thinking about it, what do we leave out for Santa? Ish, we were just talking about this moments ago. I mean, milk and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> sometimes sometimes flung. <laughs> How good has Santa been, right? Yeah, depending on what areas of Hialeah. But yes, <laughs> sometimes it's flung. Could you imagine leaving water and cookies out for Santa? Well, only if you want to get nothing. <laughs> you got a lump of coal. If you're lucky, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Santa's going to skip your house, but exactly. We don't want to miss out on some of the most beautiful and delicious things we get during Christmas, which is like Coquito. We were just talking about this. Even though we're not Puerto Rican, we both know and we can make. We make ponche, right? Yep. Which has to have some sort of milk, right? Could you imagine it being with some sort of plant-based alternative? No. Ugh. No. I'm not trying to. It's Coquito, not Palmita. <laughs> Right? Oh, 100%. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Un coquito, not con nada. We were talking yes. about that earlier. Yeah. By the way, that's going to be a t-shirt, just so, <laughs> just so you know. So we want to make sure we keep the tradition in Christmas, right? So we want to make sure we have that coquito with leche. The same thing with flan. Could you imagine flan with water? What would that be? Awful. <laughs> or a pool of nothing. I don't, I don't even know how that would rise, to be honest yeah. with you. The only time we need water in a flan is for baño maria. Thank so we you. Can cook yes. it. That is yes. it, right? Everyone has a role. Yes. Everyone, <laughs> yes. Anything else. Yes. But we want to keep those treats in because what we've seen, people that tend to avoid dairy typically are have a higher risk of high blood pressure. Really? Yes. And they typically have a higher risk of diabetes because when they avoid it, they're not having things that keep them full. So what do I mean? So when we think about milk, it has protein. And per one cup of milk, it has eight grams of protein. So that's going to keep people fuller longer. And then when we're talking about the holidays, we tend to eat a lot. Right, we tend to, for lack of better words, binge eat, and we want to avoid those instances. Oh, a lot of parties, right? A lot of coquito going down. Yeah, yeah. So we want to make sure we enjoy it because the more we restrict that that new year, new goal that's coming up, we're going to completely throw it down the drain by just going all out on these meals. So it's all about having a balance and enjoying it. Okay, cool. So speaking of that balance, now we were we were kind of chatting a little earlier, and I was telling you how whenever I'm doing one of my, you know. Uh, semi-store-bought uh, recipe type <laughs> deals. I always, whenever it calls for water, I substitute it with milk. Um, I, I just think it just adds a completely different flavor to it. But I think you were telling me it's just, again, some of those benefits you were you were talking about earlier, right? Where even though it's a cookie, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know cookies aren't the healthiest for you. But it kind of gets a little improvement with, 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 with dairy versus water. Absolutely. Anytime we do any recipe, we want to make sure we use those dairy products when it calls for it, right? We're talking about butter makes it richer, more flavorful. flavorful. Uh, it also, uh, think about what we're doing during Christmas. This is the time we typically snack and remember us talking about yeah. it, right? So not only are we adding dairy to make it more flavorful, more rich and creamier to have the true flavor you want, but also throughout the day when we're doing like a hachina that we were talking oh, about, yes. we want to be snacking on something in between. And one of the best things we can do is have some quesito, some pieces of cheese. Who doesn't like so, cheese? Hello, you just get that manchego 
Oof. And you, you slice it up, and you got those little cubes all day long. Yeah, so... Or uh, an hour if you're me, but <laughs> yes. So we want to make sure we get those dairy boards, that we have things that are going to be full of cheese that keeps us full throughout the day, so that way we're not picking on things that are going to make us regretful later on, right? And make it all a balance. So when we add those dairy products to the foods we like, so let's say we're making a mac and cheese, making a flan, making a coquito, we want to add it to add the flavor. Because if not, we're just going to deny ourselves of it and want the actual thing later on. And it's been shown time and time again when we do these binge restrict regret cycles we tend to go ahead and eat it and then have that regret and we want to avoid that over the holidays we don't want to have a regretful holiday we want to have the most memorable holidays exactly. it's happy holidays not regretful holidays exactly yeah that's awesome because i never thought of it from that perspective where if i have something that's you know quote unquote light right mm-hmm. like a diet version shall we say for lack of a better you it's not what you wanted Right. It wasn't the feeling. And so now you're eating twice as much because you're eating the quote unquote diet version and now you're eating the real version. So you're you're really kind of not it's not the best option for you uh, in, in the long run. Really, Absolutely. So if we think about it, if we go to a plant based alternative ice cream, it doesn't taste as good as the real stuff. So even though you think it's better for you because it's lighter, you tend to eat a whole half carton of it versus just having one or two scoops of that real right. dairy based ice cream. And you move on with your day. There's no regret. There's no, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate so much. You you sit down, you enjoy it, and you move on with your day. Yeah, no, and, and that's what the holidays are all about. At the end of the day, the holidays are about enjoyment. And on that note, I am enjoying being here with you. And thank you yet again for, for stopping by, Tony. I, I look forward to welcoming you back many, many, many times on the show. Um, and you know what? I hope next time we can also do it in person again over some cafe con leche and, and croquetas. Because, you know, this is like an early holiday gift for, for myself uh, <laughs> sitting here and, and chatting with you. So thank you for, for swinging by. Ish, thanks for having me on. And cheers with cafe con leche. Yes. All right. Merry Christmas. Christmas is here, the time of year we start begging for family and friends. So many recipes out there call for water, but substituting milk makes a much richer tasting treat. O sea, nobody leaves Santiclo water in cookies. It's not just baked goods either. From hot chocolate, flan, or coquito, so many holiday treats are irresistible because of dairy. This holiday season, find the perfect recipe by visiting floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com. Feliz Navidad from your Florida dairy farmers, and pero let me tell you, So I also wanted to bring something else up that's more lighthearted. And this is something that you are absolutely going to relate to. Mm. So there was a study done recently. Uh, yes. By re- researchers from the UNSW's Time Management Institute. Mm-hmm. Okay. They interviewed 2,000 Australians. And they found that on average, these 2,000 Australians go to about 25 parties per year. And that from the moment they actually decide it's time to leave a party, it takes, on average, 45 minutes to say goodbye. That means that they spend an average of 18 hours and 45 minutes each year saying goodbye. So if they were to leave parties without saying goodbye, they would save up to two days per year. How, how many more days do you think Latinos would get? <laughs> how many years, how many days Latinos spend a year saying goodbye? Yeah. Probably a month. At, at a party. We'd get back a month if, yeah, we, if we just stopped saying sure. goodbye. For sure. For sure. Because, so first of all, I'm a little bit surprised that it's Australians. Like, if you were to tell me Italians, I would be like, okay. Right. You know, right, right. or even like Lebanese, you know, like. Something a little know. more comparable. Yes. I would have been like, okay, totally. I totally see it. So I'm a little bit surprised at the, the, the Australian-ness of it all. Um, Although I will say, Kylie's very chatty in her concerts. That is true. Um, 
But Latin people? Oh. I mean, us saying goodbye is in stages. Right. Right. There's the, oh, we're going to leave in an hour. There's the decision. Right. There's like, I know I'm in una hora. And then, you know, two hours pass by and nothing. You're still there. No, I'm in 20 minutos. And then, so there's the stage of announcing that you're leaving. Right. Right. And that can vary. <laughs> by user? <laughs> no, by user and by, by time. Because again, you say, oh, we're leaving in an hour. And then an hour comes and goes. And right, right. Oh, we're leaving in half an hour. And then it comes and goes and you don't. Oh, we're leaving 20 minutes. And so there's the announcement of, okay. of time. Then there's, this is the most important step. There's the getting up. No, <laughs> So you get up from your seat. Okay. That's when your, your, your physical body has decided to meet up with your mental intent. Yes. Okay. You get up from your seat. Then you finish the conversation standing up. So that's like step three. So that goes on for about 20 minutes. Right. Then. So already at like an hour 50. Then you walk to the door. Okay. And that is really where time just sort of like this time and space and disappears. Like the rules of physics just go out the window because when you're by the door and you're todo están parado ahí por la puerta, and one of right. you is probably holding the door handle while you're saying goodbye. That's when the good conversation really starts Always. to come out. Always come out, and and that's the one that takes a long time. Then after you've been standing by the door for like. I don't know, 45 minutes. Then there's the walking to the car. That's like the extra special feature. You walk to the car and then you're there for like another 20 minutes. And then sometimes you just go back in because you have to have some cafe before you go. That's true. Oh, no. Also, te quedó la comida que they, you know, packaged it up for you. Yeah. So based on this, it's looking like a good two and a half, three hours per party. From the time that you say you're leaving to you actually leave. I wouldn't say three hours, but definitely over two. Okay. So like two to two and a half. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. That's actually not that bad then. Okay. Multiply that times all the times in a year that happens. No, no. What I mean by it's not that bad is like compared to the Australians, the Australians, well, actually, no, yeah, it is because the Australians say that it takes on average 45 minutes to say goodbye. Oh, so no, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. No. We're 45 no. minutes at the door. We're <laughs> 45 minutes is the last ditch. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the last, you know, man standing. That's when you're deciding if you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get that one last yeah. drink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's actually, again, I'm, I'm very surprised that that's how it was. But so something I really wanted to mention on today's episode mm -hmm. uh, was, um, and we've talked about that several times here on the show. Right. So we, we've, we've talked about before and we've even had guests talk about the, um, the fact that there is colorism in, in the Latin community, and, and I think that we all are aware of that. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's people that are Afro-Latino or people that mm -hmm. are you indigenous. Know, indigenous or of indigenous background, um, there's definitely colorism, and, and, and we know that it exists, and, and we're very aware of it. Specifically in enter the entertainment field, um, you know, we all grew up watching novelas, and... Yep. You know the the main two people were always like white and blonde, yeah. <laughs> not even whitey trigueño. It was like white and blonde, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, usually, like either the the black characters, uh, if or they were there, the indigenous characters, they were either background um, actors or or characters, servants. or they were servants, but they weren't the main people. So you know, I, I the other day I was thinking about that. You know, that again with, that we've talked about before on the show. And I was thinking, you know, 
in the last several years in both Univision and Telemundo, mm-hmm. the biggest, biggest, biggest hits, the novelas, have been la novela turcas. Yes, that's Turkish, yeah. Th- yeah. These are Turkish actors, and yeah. most of them are like brown. You know, yeah, they're they're trigueño. Trigueño. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not blonde, yeah. right? They're brown. So they're not why, necessarily European. So looking. why is it that the Latin community has so accepted these roles or these soap operas with this content and these actors right. that to us are like ethnic, they're, right? They're, they're foreign looking. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. They're, most of them are Arab and all that, but yet. Uh, our own, you know, people of color and people that are indigenous. Right. If you, we we will not cast a Dominican as a lead. We will uh, not yeah, cast. Yeah. But yet the soap and you know, I'm all for it because these soap operas are actually very good. So it's not even that these soap operas shouldn't be shown or we shouldn't have access to these soap operas. But, but I just think it's interesting that those soap operas have been such a hit, and these aren't like white people. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, in our own telenovelas. With like people that are Latin like us that are darker or are indigenous, it's a no. It's it, like it's whitewash. Yeah, it's absolutely. I thought whitewash. that that was so. Have I you had thought never, about it that I way. I never stopped to think about that. Yeah, I never stopped to think about that because you're right. Like, I mean, look, people from Turkey. I mean, that, that's Middle East. Yeah, I mean, there there's a look. You yeah. know, there there's ethnic, like you said, yes. right? Why doesn't that translate? Yeah, why doesn't that translate? And la novela turca have taken oh, yeah, you by know, storm. By storm, it's like, like it's it's a phenomenon. That and exlaton, <laughs> which they occasionally have some you know colored colored people on there. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about colorism. No, 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 no. I'm talking about no, no, the popularity no, no, no. of exlaton. Yeah. listeners, have you people watched exlaton on Telemundo? It's no joke. Like this is like super competitive. Oh, yeah, I it's totally, hardcore. I totally. Well, look, I wouldn't call it America Ninja Warrior. No, but it's more than American Gladiators. No, I, I think the thing about Exlaton is that I find that Exlaton on Telemundo is sort of like the voice on NBC. It's always on. Like, th- how many hours of Exlaton do they play in one day? And there's like the weekend version. Oh, there like, is? They put it on the weekends. Oh, I just know the ones during the week. Oh, no, no. When they put here, it on the like week. when I've come oh, here. Oh, no, no, no. They have it on Sunday, and Sunday's like, I don't know what it is, but they have it on Sunday as well. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, man, that's a lot of exlaton. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like I, the show. It's fun. I like the show. But it's like, man, that must be really pull, pulling in the, the ratings. It's like, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's also cheap to produce. That's true. Listeners, do you watch Exlaton? That's what it comes down to. A lot of this, a lot of times, that's why you get your you know umpteen hours of the voice and Exlaton and and Mira quien baila and all those things because it's cheap to produce. It's one set. Judges sit over there. Contestants stand over there. Go. Yeah. There's no movement. There's no scripts. There's it, it's just point and click. Mm-hmm. It's like the Vivitar of television. The Vivitar. Yeah, the little point and click cameras. No, I know. Viv- but there were more point-and-click cameras than Vivitar. I know, but my parents always had the Vivitar. Okay, our listeners don't know your parents had a Vivitar. Well, they do now. Okay. Only in the mind of Minolta. Oh, I, I did not know that. Oh, long. can you name me camera brands? Canon, Minolta, Vivitar. Uh-huh. I'm sure Kodak had one. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, because they might have just done film, but I'm pretty sure they had a camera too. Um, Olympus? Yes. I feel like there was one with an Nikon. M. Nikon. Nikon. I was thinking. I feel like there's another one with an M that wasn't Minolta. And I can't. I'm probably wrong, but I just I feel like there's another M out there somewhere. And then one of the greatest cameras of all time. 
A Leica. Oh, that one I didn't know. You don't know what a Leica is? No, I just, I know what I like. Uh. <sighs> Go eat your potato from La Ponderosa. <laughs> <laughs> la Papa de la Ponderosa. <laughs> I, you know what I actually do miss? What? A buffet de Wendy's. You know, I miss it, but more on a nostalgia kick because yeah, I, I, I didn't go to me Wendy's too. often me enough too. to really, really miss it. Do you it. know that, do you remember for like a short, hot second, KFC had a buffet? KFC used to have a buffet. The KFC on Bird Road and 117th, where Starbucks is now, used to have a buffet. And and many KFCs had a buffet in like the 90s and early 2000s. I don't remember. The only time in my life that I've ever seen um, anyone be told they couldn't either. The, I don't know if they were told they couldn't have any more food, but they had to slow down was at a KFC buffet. I remember I was with, with my dad and there was this couple that the moment that they would put you know more chicken in the buffet, right. they'd go and take most of it. And they literally had a mountain of like bones on oh, their no. on their um, table. And after some time, and right. they were there before we got there. The manager came and told them something, and they got upset. Well, I just they 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 it was an all you could eat KFC buffet, you know. Well, I will say if that couple's listening to this, we're not all you can eat, but Bean Bam Boyo will have a pop up <laughs> sometime this month. Feel free to come and spend money on us. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna. Pay for bean bump oil. You don't know. Maybe their tastes have evolved since they were told to slow down at the KFC. I love me some KFC. I there. No, I the, said the, it. the buffet that I that I miss is the Pizza Hut buffet. Do you remember the dessert pizza, the Pizza Hut buffet? I did. It wasn't good, but who cares? I ate yeah. it anyway. I remember when I used to think Pizza Hut was like the best pizza. I don't anymore. No, we like Pizza Hut. I love Pizza but Hut for nostalgic reasons. But but yeah. When I think of Pizza Hut in the 80s and 90s, I get this like really warm, yeah. red feeling, red checkered feeling. <laughs> I remember the, that, with the mosaic. I lamp. remember that Pizza Hut had the it had like, you know, the the 80s dressings, like French dressing. Yeah, nobody dresses in French anymore. They had an Italian dressing and then they had like a vinaigrette. And then they had those little pumpkin seeds in, in by the buffet. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I'm trying to think if I've even seen French dressing at like the supermarket they, anymore. They have it. Wishbone has it. Wishbone. Oh, okay. Good old Wishbone. Yeah, and Russian dressing. Why were we so international in our dressings? I don't know. Well, just because we have Italian doesn't mean everybody has to get one. <laughs> I can you imagine like Irish dressing. It's just beer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what I love? I don't, it's not Irish, but I absolutely love is beer cheese soup. Oh, that's so good. Have you had made some? I've never made it, but I've had it. I've made it. It's so good. And I've made it from like complete scratch. Like I shredded the cheese myself. Oh, wow. Um, I mean. This is true. Well, but sometimes you're, you're, you know, sometimes you're in a hurry and, you know, you can't shred the cheese yourself. No. If I'm going to make beer cheese soup, I'm using my own shredded cheese. Okay. I'm shredding my own cheese. All right, Martha. Well, No. The shredded, the pre-packaged shredded cheese. I went like, you know, si vas a taquito, you nachos. know, nachos. You're having people over. But that cheese, the, it's first not, of it's all. It's barely cheese. First of all. It's barely cheese. No, no, the shredded cheese. It's not that it's not cheese. It's that that cheese has a special powder on it. So the pieces of cheese won't stick together that it makes it not melt. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. So that's why, I mean, just... Kept, the way it's produced is not conducive to melting. That's the learn section yes. of, of the episode. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> I love that your cooking is an evolution. Listen, we all have to evolve. You you do. We have to evolve, evolve or die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to talk more about Disney or presidents? I What was the first president to go to Disney? Disneyland or Disney I don't World? know if he was the first one, but I know Richard Nixon went. To Disneyland or Disney World? Land. Oh, okay. To the opening. I'm trying to think who would be the first one that would have been able to go to Disney World. Probably would have been like Carter. No. Disney World opened in 1971. Oh. So that would have been Ford. No. Who? Nixon. <laughs> but Nixon was, you know, on the Watergate stuff. Right, like, but Nixon, know. before he was president, was very popular and he was governor. Yeah, but I don't think Nixon doesn't strike me as a theme park person. Oh, no, he certainly <laughs> didn't. <laughs> like, I don't see him being like, I love the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> no, he'd be like, I love this Liberty Square. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we in Tomorrowland? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what's so funny about Tomorrowland? It doesn't matter how much many times they revamped it. It still looks like 60s, you it's know. It's still f- retro-futuristic. Yeah. And that's how it should always stay. Oh, no, no, no. I, I agree. N- I never want it to look modern future because it'll be dated. Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. The minute they do that, for it's sure, done. For sure. Done. Yeah. For sure. I'm looking yeah. forward to the Haunted Mansion. Oh, I totally forgot about the Haunted Mansion. Come in and fill all the dead space. <laughs> As you see, here are portraits of our previous guests in their mortal <laughs> stage. Is this room stretching or is it your imagination? It's not your imagination. And consider this. <laughs> this chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> your mission, find a way out. Okay, does the scream okay, happen? Okay, stop, stop. D- the scream does happen. Stop. Okay. Okay, when you think about the the the, the um, pictures on the wall yes. of the room stretching, who do you think of first? The alligator. The, okay. the, the, the girl on the tightrope. Okay. Yes. I think of the lady holding the rose on the tombstone. That's the first one you think of. That's the first one I think of. What's the other one? The the that one, the three guys standing on each other. Okay. No, actually, what you just said, is it really somebody screaming? <laughs> I always thought that being that it's like, is there somebody who always screams on cue? No, but it's the recording. For me, I was wondering if I was mixing it up with something from a sitcom. Mm. So how many ghosts are there in the Haunted Mansion? Is it 999? Nine, 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 it, it ends in a nine. Right. Yeah. But there's always room, room for, for one, one more. more. <laughs> I don't remember the exact number, but I know the whole the whole joke is that there's room for one more to round okay, it out. You know what I think is interesting, and again, listeners, we're Magic Kingdom talk again. You know what I think is so interesting? Okay, mm-hmm. so the Magic Kingdom has been open for over 50 years now. Right. There's been a bunch of new rides and all that. You know, obviously, different rides are popular yeah. at different times. Get revamped. But it doesn't matter when you go. Peter Pan always has like a two-hour line. And I'm like, but why? This is like the, one of the original rides here. And don't get me wrong. I love Peter Pan. But why but such a long-ass line? Long? Yeah. I actually read why. Oh, why? Because they could only put like two people per little gondola thing. Oh, so, okay. So it's just the amount of people that go in yes. each gondola is yes. so small. That's why it's a small world. Hay una línea de 25,000 personas, but it goes through really fast. Oh, no, yeah. Because they packed that boat like, well, what's that coming from Cuba? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small world it's like 
hi, we need 50 people on the boat. <laughs> well, it is a small world after all. It is a small world after all. Yes, it is. You know that I love that ride, right? Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not over the Cuba. I love that ride. It's a small world. I love it. I haven't been on it in a while. I love. I love the retro Disney. uh, Yeah, the original. Yeah, original Disney. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some. There's something heartwarming about it. Yeah, and I always like. I always have to go to that damn sword and try to pull it. (laughs) Oh, the sword Sword of of stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love all that. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna look for like the the characters for pictures or, or no? Oh, is know. is there any character that like maybe Tristan's like really like oh it's so and so no because Tristan is in that age right now he's like I know this is fake and I know you have a costume on well yeah right but <laughs> but I feel that for most people they kind of like, just go with it well no 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 yeah. I think that kids right. have the oh my god it's Mickey suspension Mouse. of disbelief right? right and then they'll go through that phase of like I know it's fake oh yeah yeah but yeah, then yeah. they'll be like they'll come around and it's just fun right yeah, it's right. just fun so he has to he has to turn like seventeen for it to become fun again. Probably, yeah, probably, but um, but no, I mean, if if um, we see a character, I we're definitely going to. Although you know, like we've talked about this before, like now the characters I like are like the really obscure ones, which are actually really popular. You know, like yeah, the evil ones. The <gasps> you should totally go and talk to the evil queen if she's out and about. I know the evil queen that we all love is the one in Disneyland, yeah. but if there's an if there's an Orlando equivalent talk to her because if she's in Orlando that means that this is an evil queen who's either Puerto Rican or Cuban (laughs) (laughs) you know what character they should have and I want that you know what character they should have walking around the park El Escaparate from Beauty and the Beast oh I love her she's the best actually that would be pretty easy to do I told you my favorite part my favorite part of Beauty and the Beast Uh is when they're gonna breach the castle Gaston and his people and the villagers and and, um, all the furniture is there lined up and she's like oh (laughs) boom I told you that when I in what was it in 2000 when they released it on IMAX yes yeah yeah, yeah. they gave her a song I went to see it in the IMAX theater at Sunset Place and you know you're there expecting right. you know the beauty and the beast that you love and all of a sudden I'm like wait 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 what wait what is this it's like is this a deleted scene <laughs> like <laughs> el escaparate canta and she takes a shower well I mean at this point what do you think is the most unappre- the most under underappreciated Disney movie Disney movie like Disney animated movie I haven't seen it in a long time so I could be wrong about this if I was to rewatch it. I think Oliver and Company. Okay, I went out again. Yeah, I think, I think Oliver and Company is, is, again, maybe I watch it now and I'm like, that's a good one. The one that really, I, I, I mean, I saw it for the first time when I was like in college, but I was like, I was not expecting this from a Disney movie, oh. The Black Cauldron. I haven't seen that in years. I, I liked it. I yeah. think it's actually good, but I'm like, oh, this is... It's very no. dark. Yeah. You know Disney movie I've never gotten into? Never. I've never gotten into the Jungle Book. The only thing I like about Jungle Book is bare necessities. Ugh. I've never gotten into the Jungle Book. That's it. Um, I've never... I was really... When I was a kid, I was really into Pete's Dragon. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while either. And it was always on Channel 33. I, I saw a lot of... When I was a kid, I remember in school, they used to play a lot of Pete's Dragon and a lot of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood is one that I feel like there's a weird there's a weird subsection of humanity, mm-hmm. of people who like... L- love it. 
not only love it, but find the actual Robin Hood fox character, like, attractive. But like he's that, an animated fox. Yeah, but there's, like, a whole bunch of people out there who that was, like, their first crush. What? This is a... Go online. It's there. It exists. I promise you it's a thing. <laughs> but he's an animated fox. Well... I'm not saying it was my first crush. I'm just saying there is a whole subsection of people out there who that is like their first crush. Okay. Well, we're going to move right along from that. Um, <laughs> do you know what I think is the most unappreciated Disney movie? What? And it's going to be shock you because it's actually a very famous movie. But unappreciated. I. Do you know what I think is one of the most unappreciated movies? Although it is appreciated, but I just think it's one of the best Disney movies. I'm going to say it's Pocahontas. You think it's underappreciated? I do. In what sense? I think that the scene, because I think that the score of Pocahontas is their best score. The score. Okay. I'm not talking about Colors of the Wind. Right, right, right. Although right. I like Colors of the Wind. Yeah, yeah but that. But I'm right. talking about the score. Right. And I think that the scene when this guy sees her mm-hmm. in the like the river. Yeah, yeah. That she kind of, you know, with the hair. Yeah. I think that is like the most beautiful scene of any Disney movie ever. And and Pocahontas is not my favorite Disney movie. Right, right, right. But I just think that that movie has moments that are like pure like art. Like it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. incredible. And again, it's a popular movie. It's one of that. That's why I was like there. underappreciated in what sense. Cause... But, but, I, but I don't think people talk a lot about that. Like. The sim, like sim, sim, I can never say cinematography of that movie mm-hmm. and like the score, because I actually do listen any movie that I watch. I always pick up on the score, right? Because I love like musical scores. A score can make or break a movie, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that that scene is just beautiful. Like I actually think because Pocahontas came out in what ninety six, and Hunchback came out in ninety five. No, I think Pocahontas came out before Hunchback. No. No, Hunchback came out in 95. No, Pocahontas came out then in 96. No, I know Pocahontas came out in 96. But anyway, Pocahontas and Hunchback came out one year from each other. Mm-hmm, back to back. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was sort of like the end of the Disney Renaissance. Yes. Because I think that like Pocahontas, Hunchback, and even Hercules were kind of the were last. like the last yeah. gasp of the Disney Renaissance yeah, yeah, that started yeah. with The Little Mermaid. And I think because it was sort of that last gasp, those movies, even though they're popular and even though they're known, they don't get the same love as like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid Lion King. Right. They're kind of like the downward of the Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so good. Hunchback is a great movie. It is a great movie. It's, it's not a kiddie movie. I mean, when it, he it, holds her... And he's like, sanctuary. I mean, I get chills. Like, it's so good. It's like, it's so damn good. And, you know, nobody, you don't hear a lot of people being like, you know, my favorite Disney movie is. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. That's quite the thing. I mean, that's a whole episode for, that's. I feel that that's a that's whole a episode. Whole, yeah, yeah. Like the Disney Renaissance. Oh. In like the 80s, yeah. it, there were so many movies that just did not become popular. Like Oliver and Company's The Rescuers Down Under. Um, Great Mouse Detective. They they just it just didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They were no, they forgettable were there. And it's not even that they were bad movies, but like when that Disney Renaissance started with um, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, it was like one hit after another and yeah. after another and after another. I mean, yeah, I, I think people forget that there was like a there was time a lull of uh, that Disney movies just were not a thing. No, at all. And then they became like the biggest thing. And now they're all they're they're events now. Yep. 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 So. They don't let me tell you.
Caballero, the holidays are already here and us Latinos like to wait until the last minute to find the perfect holiday gift. But why not get the perfect gift early? Claro, I'm talking about the perfect jean. I've been gushing about the perfect jean for years. The stretch and comfort are unmatched. And they just released a new premium 99% cotton version of their jeans. They got that old school jeans look con un poquito de stretch for that perfect jean comfort we love. Think classic meets comfort that's a bit more breathable. Our favorite combo. But it's not just their jeans that are perfect. I'm also a tremendo fan of their perfect tees. Made with 95% cotton and 5% spandex, these tees are durable, but more importantly, hug you in the right places to make you look and feel great. Hell, it turns a dad bod like mine into a sexy boppy bod. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a perfect jean spot without a discount. Use code BIDDLE20 for 20% off your first order at theperfectjean.nyc. Así que don't wait until the last minute. Get the perfect gift with the perfect jean today. And don't forget to use code BIDDLE20 for 20% off your first order. Well, we started with Disney or we're with Disney. Yes, yes. Well, but not before we get into our last sodas. Yeah. So, you know, so there's nothing more th that you need thirst quench after than a day at the park. Yes. So, um, so I want to give my last soda to, um, I guess, Rosalind Carter and the Carter family, as okay. many of you know. Rosalind Carter, who was the first lady. Uh, we talked a lot about presidents this, <laughs> we did. this episode. You would think it was uh, February. She passed away last week, and her funeral was held earlier this week, um, or, well, last week. And, um, you know, obviously, anytime somebody passes away, especially somebody uh, as high profile as a first lady, mm -hmm. we talk about their their achievements and, and their contributions. And, you know, Rosalind Carter was a very big advocate of mental health at a time that, you know, we didn't talk about mental health. And right. obviously those things were spoken about. But um, at her funeral, uh, many first ladies went. Yes, um, yes, I saw. So we had uh, Hillary Clinton, Laura Bush, uh, Michelle Obama, Melania Trump, and uh, Jill Biden. And they were all there. And... They all sat together, obviously. And when Josh Carter, who is Rosalind Carter's grandson, was giving the eulogy, he sort of, you know, he said, oh, you know, I really want to welcome you all. Again, the first ladies, Jill Biden, um, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Laura Bush, Melania Trump. He's like, I really want to invite you all. You know, my, you know, you've all, you have a sisterhood with my grandmother and so my last soda, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm giving it to Hulu by extension of the fact that starting this week, one of my favorite 80s sitcoms is All the Seasons Are Running on Hulu, which is Who's the Boss? Yeah, finally. Finally, Who's the Boss is is on streaming. So you know what, guys? Just just find yourself you know, with a brand new start around the bend. Um, you know, just, just do it. Enjoy Tony, Angela. For so long, we only had one episode, one season of Who's the Boss. Yeah, like you could find a season here and there, but like just enjoy it. You won't be you won't be disappointed. It's fun. It's stupid. It's silly, but it's wonderful. You so, know what episode I'm looking forward to seeing? I love the episode where Samantha gets the car, the convertible. No, Chico, when she learns to drive, that Tony gets her the huge yellow taxi cab. That's right. That's right. She gets a cab. Yep. So, oh, and then Nicole Eggert years. Oh. That's going to be fun, too. So, yeah. So, I'm giving it to Who's the Boss because you know what? Is it going to have that backdoor pilot for Living Dolls? It'll probably have that one and the one, the backdoor oh, okay. pilot with uh, Friend Drescher. Okay. Good, 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 good. Yeah. 
That's a good one. Finally, Who's the Boss was such a great show. Such a great little show. And for those of us who are lucky enough to watch it and then, you know, grew up watching it and then watched it on repeat, I'm really happy that it's all seasons are on streaming because for so long, it was like one or two seasons only. And let's not forget the greatest thing of Who's the Boss. Alyssa Milano. It gave us Alyssa Milano. Listen, if you're... Which in turn gave us a little mermaid. Look, if you are of a certain age, if you are between the ages of like 40 to 50, like even late 30s, like late 30s up to 50, whether you were a guy or you were a girl, you loved Alyssa Milano. You loved her. Because if you were a girl, you what was it you wanted to be like her? And if you were a guy, you loved her. And it doesn't matter, you know, what way everything went later. We, You loved Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano was the shit. And she was hot. And everybody loved Alyssa Milano. And, you know, we love Alyssa Milano. <laughs> we did exercise with her. Team Steam. I mean, she was a Kardashian before the Kardashians were Kardashian. You know, she was big in Japan. Yeah, that's true. She had products. Team Steam. Oh. You know. So anyway, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your uh, cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex the official gay guy and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes